Hello, and welcome to the Inspiration Board, a podcast where I talk with artists to share their own unique works, stories, and inspirations. My name is Khalees, and I am the host of this podcast. For today's episode, we have two guests. For our first guest, we have Madison Dunn, who is a storyboard artist and revisionist currently working at Netflix. And for our second guest, we have Melinda Alcala, who is an Armenian-Mexican illustrator, character designer, and visual development artist. Both of these artists are previous Cal State Fullerton alumni who worked as president and vice president of the Pencil Mileage Club, which is a club dedicated in sharing the animation and illustration arts. I want to thank Melinda and Madison so much for joining me. It was such a pleasure talking with them. They are some of the nicest people I've ever talked with. But before we dive in, I do want to apologize. Due to unforeseen events, I did have to record the first half of this episode outside. So there may be some noises such as cars passing by or wind chimes. I do apologize. I tried my best to edit all the audio out as best as I could. But regardless, I do still hope you enjoy the episode as is. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode. Hi guys, welcome. Thank you for joining me today. Hi there, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having us. I'm so excited. Oh, I am absolutely thrilled that you guys are able to come and talk with me today. Um, Let's just dive right in and start with the first question. So you two were, and correct me if I'm wrong, the president and the vice president of the Pencil Mileage Club for 2021? In 2020? (laughs) Okay, so I want to ask for the viewers who don't know um, what is Pencil Mileage Club, and what? How did you learn about it? Ooh, uh, I don't know, Melinda. You want is, is it okay if I start with this one? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, so the Pencil Mileage Club is a uh, club on Cal State Fullerton's campus. Um, it it is currently in its twenty fifth year, uh, dedicated to animation illustration. Um, and those are, you know, primarily our members, our uh, animators and illustrators, but we really mm-hmm. welcome anybody who's enthusiastic about those arts as well. Um, we are one of our main draws of the club is we host uh, speaker events every um, like once every week or every other week uh, featuring industry professionals like concept artists, background designers, storyboard artists and um, directors, writers, animators. Uh, everything you can think of for animation, illustration, industries. And we also have a lot of social events. We do life drawings. We've done game nights. We have really fun Christmas and uh, Halloween parties. And we always have our annual film festival at the end of each school year. So it's really just a way for students to not only grow professionally by making strong connections with people in the industry through studio tours, etc., but it's also a way for students to grow um, in relationship and community with their fellow artists and students. It's a great way for for people to connect. And personally, for me, it's been what's really changed my life at Cal State Fullerton. It's what really got me on track to focusing on, you know, my my career goals and just gave me a lot of focus and, you know, dedication uh, at school and is where I've met, you know, all of my very close friends at Cal State Fullerton. Yeah, and just to add to that as well, uh, one of the greatest parts about the Pencil Mileage Club is also that most of our events are open to uh, students and non-students, members, non-members alike. So uh, like all our speaker events are free. 
uh, a lot of individuals who are even looking to pursue art as their profession even come uh, just to see what we're all about. Um, and yeah, the way that I learned about PMC was I think through their Instagram and then I reached out to the president at the time who was Princess Bazaars. Um, and then um, I attended some of the speech draw socials where I met Callie actually. Uh, and yeah, it's just super fun. Yeah, it was wonderful meeting you. I actually heard about Pencil Mods Club because I had some friends at Cal State Fullerton and they were a part of it and I saw they were doing live drawing sessions. So I ended up going up up there to Cal State Fullerton and did some live drawing sessions and then I got to do um, the PMC Draw Social with, and that's where I met Melinda. And everyone there is just so nice <laughs> and wonderful to hang out with and just being able to create that community of the love for illustration and animation arts i think is so wonderful to have and having it be so open an open resource for so many people i think is so wonderful and for the next question i have i wanted to ask what made you decide to become leaders of the pencil miles club how why did you want to join the team um so i actually entered the pmc um, just on a whim my sister was encouraging me just to run and see what happens. Um, it was really nerve-wracking for me because you have to stand in front of all our members and kind of talk to them about yourself and your experience. Uh, so I was first the treasurer for PMC, um, and I learned a bunch through that. And it kind of got me out of my comfort zone, but I would say this last year definitely has done that for me as well. Um, and I loved working with our team and just getting to know every other role. Um, so I feel like I wanted to be VP just because I wanted to give back to our club. Uh, that meant so much to me as well. And also just getting to know um, the future of our board and just to be a part of the wonderful community that we are and kind of going forward and meeting speakers. Um, and yeah, it's just been a terrific opportunity. And I'm really lucky that I had that uh, time on the board. I absolutely agree with just everything you said, Melinda. Uh, just primarily wanting to give back like as president running for president i really wanted to give back to uh you know the new students specifically mostly um just wanting to make them feel welcome especially in a in a rough situation that we've been in uh online but i also remember my um first year running for an advertiser position which was the position where you'd make posters and designs for the mascot and stuff like that and you post them all around campus and I think it was it was my freshman year at Cal State Fullerton, and I had joined the Pencil Mileage Club. And I think it was the third event that I went to, and I talked to the officers like, okay, so where where do I sign up to be an officer? Because I really want to be a part of this club even more so. And I just absolutely love that club so much. And the reason I wanted to give back is because just so many of the officers my freshman year made me feel so incredibly welcome. And um, it was just an amazing, amazing experience. And I just felt like, oh my gosh, these are my people. These are people like me, people I can nerd about art with and, and draw with and learn from and grow from. And the officers really did go out of their way to make me feel a part of this family. So I knew I was like, I have to, I have to be a part of this. I have to be involved in this officer board. I want to contribute to this amazing club because it's so special to me. And um, I remember my, my speech, my first speech, uh, for the advertising position i started to cry while i was giving it because i was so passionate i was like you guys are amazing i don't deserve this what is this place it's a magical amazing place i really want to be a part of it so i'm very very grateful that i've been able to be a leader on this club for the, for the past the last three years at school 
That's wonderful to hear. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I think you two specifically dealt with this year with so much grace in that transition period when the pandemic hit. And that kind of leads into my next question. Uh, You two were thrown into the year with the pandemic still being new and going on, and you had no idea what was going to happen. You didn't know if you were going to come back on campus. You didn't know if it was going to be online. And I bet you, you and the team were kind of scared. I just want to know what your feelings were at the beginning of the year and going into it. Were you nervous or were you confident that you and your team would be able to make PMC as great as it always has been? That's a good question. I think there was definitely a lot of just nervousness in general about, you know, what are we going to do? How is this going to work? How is that going to work? Like the speaker events. But I would say that we weren't, I I wouldn't say I was incredibly nervous because thankfully um, we had an incredible, you know, leaders to look up to specifically Rowan Smith and Jackie, the vice president of PMC before us. Uh, Rowan and Jackie, they, they had, you know, dealt with online learning for the, for the last, what, like two months of the semester, of the spring semester in 2020. So, I mean, they took a lot of the heat. They took a lot of, you know, they were the ones who really were pioneering and working, that whole board was working things out on how to transition online. And they set a very clear and, you know, very clear path for us to follow uh, in the semester after. So I'm just very grateful for them because if it weren't for, Ronan and Jackie and just the rest of the board we got to work with. I don't know how we would do it. They they really really helped. But at the same time, you know, there were there were lots of different challenges, and um, we we tried to implement things like life drawing and lab hours and implementing more social events through Discord. Um, it wasn't perfect, but we did definitely learn a lot, and we problem solved. And you know, I, I think at the end of the school year, we we really came together with something like a, a nice program, a nice way to to hold our events and everything online that I think people enjoyed. But definitely at the start, it wasn't easy. We had some Zoom bombers, I remember, from a meeting I set up, and it was not great. It was like, oh my gosh, how do these people get in here? But I let them in, but I didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing, but we figured it out eventually. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like with any new position comes nervousness, like it's very inevitable, but uh, just like Madison said, Jackie and Rowan really set us up with a solid foundation of how they ran the board uh, during their you know, year. Um, so without their guidance and also the guidance of our wonderful advisors, um, and of course our wonderful President Madison too, uh, it wouldn't be what it was. And it was really just wonderful seeing how our board uh, came through the other side, how we worked through these obstacles and overcame any hardships and things, but uh, we also made wonderful memories throughout the year, and I think that was the best part of it by far. Yeah, I definitely had to agree with you guys. With Jackie and Rowan, you know, they started off the year like being in normal, being on campus, and then like the last two months they had to figure out quickly and helping you guys, but I still think with you guys, you really came together and worked with what you have and still made it a wonderful year. Um, I got to experience the Pencil Mileage Club online as well, and I got to join the life drawing sessions, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to make um, any guest speakers, but all of my friends who did go get to go said they were amazing, and you guys did a wonderful job, and I think you should be proud of yourselves for what you were able to accomplish. Um, thank you. Of course. Oh, thank you. Of course. I guess 
you sort of answered this question, but I kind of want to go in depth with this. And my question is, you and the PMC team all work together online. And I want to ask any specific online challenges that you face and you feel like you conquered. I feel like with virtual means of communication, uh, sometimes, you know, like messages and things could be misread or, you know, Wi-Fi <laughs> cuts out and your conversation is left like in the middle. Um, or it's very different being in person versus online because you don't get that one-on-one or like the, how do, you, how do you put it? Like just the authentic self of the person, like just experiencing those conversations. Uh, it's very much different than online. Um, and with online media as well, like Zoom and then like using Instagram and then having class and things back to back, it can be very hard too because your eyes are worn out and then you're mentally exhausted as well with all the communication going on and you constantly have to be online and things. But um, I feel like I learned a lot too, just technologically. Um, and then we work through also those hardships too, like with Zoom and things. Um, yeah, overall, just learned a lot, I would say. I absolutely agree. I think, yeah, just what you're saying, Melinda, about like the lack of authentic, spontaneous conversation was definitely a challenge where just with our board, unfortunately, no one-on-one conversation was spontaneous. Everything, you know, always had to be scheduled. And that's kind of just the way we've all had to live, where even just, you know, talking with friends or talking, um, you know, more in a, in a more relaxed, just, you know, one-on-one that still has to schedule, you know, you're like, hey, let's set up a Zoom meeting instead of walking down the hall with somebody or talking to them in the art labs at school, that kind of thing. So that was hard. It kind of, you know, it was, it was definitely hard to um, accommodate for that distance that was kind of felt, you know, between, not that I'd say I felt distant from the board, but, you know, you just that experience that Melinda and I've had, you know, in person is very very different and then yeah of course with online there can be miscommunications or or anything like that but we've um i think we've we've learned a lot and seen the value of i guess just video communicating rather than text or whatnot but yeah we've we've definitely learned a lot and um, grown so it's been great though it's been great it's been challenging but it's been great yeah, absolutely. I can only imagine what was like trying to schedule everything and figuring out what everyone's schedules were to figure out when you can talk on Zoom or when you can talk, you know, voice. Um, not only were you leaders of Pencil Mileage Club, but you were also graduating seniors that year and you had a lot to work with and work on. Madison, were you in the animation department? Yes. You were in the animation department and Melinda, you were working with illustration, right? Yes. So you both had to, you know, work on your final projects while also juggling um, with being the leaders of PMC. And I can only imagine how much work and time that you put in. And I want to ask you, both being leaders and students in the pandemic, how how do you feel you've grown from that, both personally and as professionally as artists? That's a big question. There's a lot. I guess to go into that, um, how have I felt I've grown? Um, I guess time management, I would say, is definitely one way. Um, just with a lot of responsibilities, a lot of things, you know, balancing. Um, I've just learned 
to set better boundaries, I think. That's something that's really helped. I've learned um, in the PMC is setting boundaries between, you know, when when am I going to spend hours working on the PMC? When am I going to spend hours working on homework assignments? When am I going to spend time with my family? You know, scheduling all of that and managing my time. And that's definitely been a challenge and still is, probably always will be. But I think um, that I, I've learned a lot from that. Uh, for one thing, still thinking about the others. I don't know. Um, still thinking. Yeah, and then I think for me, so I love being busy. Uh, like crazy busy, it just makes me happy and it motivates me for some reason. I guess having purpose is what really motivates me. Um, so just finding time to rest, I guess, and step away from schoolwork uh, and other things as well was a really huge learning curve for myself. Um, and not feeling guilty when I take that time off uh, because everyone deserves a break. Um, so I think I would say that's the biggest takeaway that came with the pandemic for me. That's really important. That's great. Yeah, I agree with that too. Do you feel your experience as president and vice president of the Pencil Mileage Club during the pandemic gave you any specific skills that help you as artists right now? Mm, yes, definitely. Yes. I would say being, being, you know, working alongside Melinda, communicating with our whole team of officers, really gave me a different perspective on just, you know, how to, how things get done, you know, how to delegate and what in the value of each person's role and any kind of, you know, team effort. And I think that's helped me um, right now, actually uh, working, working at Netflix, being a, a storyboard revisionist, being a part of a team, you know, a very similar team. It's given me uh, a lot of respect for the leaders and, and, you know, the way they communicate, like, looking up to them and saying, like, seeing seeing how they execute their role as, you know, uh, manager or director or producer, whatever it may be. And it's just helped me to appreciate how, you know, how they, how other people lead a team and how just the, the value of each team member in this one whole and how all of our work, you know, contributes to a greater whole has, has definitely helped. And I think also communicating and um, just realizing, like, I, I never realized as an advertiser, you know, just one single part of the whole, just how much work everybody does, you know, from every position in the PMC and how hard it work or how hardworking and passionate everybody is, is um, that that really showed me a lot about, you know, and just taught me a lot. And I think I'll, I'll carry that knowledge always and, and have a much greater appreciation for, you know, just everybody and, and, and what they do. Um, so yeah, I would just say like it, it, it gave me a deeper appreciation and it's also helped me become a, a better communicator, I would say too, because we're working with a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds and some people, you know, respond to certain ways and some people work better in certain situations, that kind of thing. So being accommodating and, you know, it, being able to get to know each individual officer and working with them, that's helped me a lot as well. Yeah, I have to agree with that too. Um, I feel like in the beginning when I was treasurer, I was only sticking to my position and not really spouting out because I was very introverted. I still am in, at a certain point, but um, I feel like 
just with this year as well, I was really able to get out there out of my comfort zone and not only uh, focus on my role, but also just to learn about every aspect of every person's role. Kind of it's sparked like my curiosity in a sense. Um, and it also taught me the importance of teamwork and yes, of communication too, just like Madison said. Um, and understanding people's boundaries and the way that they communicate as well and kind of playing off of that as well. Um, I feel like those were some of the things that I really carry forward and also just the uh, amount of organization uh, that went on and like the scheduling and things have really prepared me too. Um, yeah, I feel like I learned a bunch and when you asked that question, I was nodding my head yes like crazy <laughs> because PMC definitely taught us a bunch. Absolutely. I can only imagine how much you took from that experience. I loved hearing your responses because also as a fellow artist, I feel that we kind of forget how important it is to have great communication skills and also having good organization because I know I need to work on my organization skills and communicating be qu can be quite scary. So I just I want to thank you guys for sharing your experiences like being in PMC because I think it's really important for artists to understand the importance of community, communication, and just being open to new opportunities. Um, do you guys mind if we take a quick break? Sure, that's fine, yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, awesome, we'll be right back. Hi, we're back, hello. Hello. Okay, um, let's get right back into it. This wasn't a question I wrote down, but I want to ask you, um, from from your year being president and vice president, I want to ask you, were there any um, specific events that you guys enjoyed personally and you found to be super helpful for you guys as artists? Yeah, there were a lot. Um, I guess helpful as an art, oh, I'll start with ones that I enjoyed. Like, I mean, I enjoyed all of them, but two that I really, really, really loved were our Halloween and our holiday parties, those were really fun because we collaborated with uh, Poly Squad and Women in Animation, our two sister animation clubs on campus. And I was just absolutely astounded by the collaborative effort all three clubs put together to make these two events happen. It was amazing just being able to work with, um, with the presidents of uh, both, which would be Gabby and Paul, uh, Poly Squad and Wea. And uh, we had so much fun. We played Jackbox games. We did uh, costume life drawing. It was really fun. We had a, a really great turnout. And I think those two clubs was, uh, I think was just, just really showed me how much you can do with online, you know, interactions with people. It was, it was really fun. And I think I'm just still so very proud of just our officer board for everything they did and pitched together to make that event happen. It was, it was an absolute blast. And then as far as, um, you know, things that really helped me grow as an artist, I really, really liked um, Joel Zamudio and Miguel Baltazar's speaker event. It was their, our first of the school year. Um, they're both alumni and very talented artists. And I really appreciated the talk that Miguel gave about his experiences and, as a storyboard artist and just speaking to what Melinda was talking about making, you know, taking time off for yourself. And uh, just the fact that we all experienced doubt as an artist and, you know, we're not perfect. And Miguel got very real and 
was talking about, you know, just not only his art, but his life and, you know, that work-life balance. And it was really, really insightful to see that inside to, to how he lives um, his life. And I found that super insightful and just it, it encouraged me as an artist and encouraged, you know, my, my fears and my doubts and knowing that, you know, it's all normal process of being an artist facing with facing challenges in our lives and overcoming them. And that when they do come, we can't, you know, look at them and be like, what is wrong with me? You know, there's nothing wrong with us for having those fears or, or self-doubt or our challenges that we work through and that we eventually overcome. So I, I think that was also something that I saw in a lot of the artists um, who just were very open in, you know, trusting and, and just talking about their lives and just having that second, that different perspective on the reality of living as an artist was very helpful this school year. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing that, Madison. Um, and then I think one of the like presentations that really helped me, I would say, was like the Latinx, uh, the History Month presentation that we put on with our board. And uh, that enabled me kind of to delve more into my own culture as well and kind of learn more about the artists uh, that I wasn't uh, familiar with. Um, and then I know, Kelly, you mentioned Gabby Zapata, and uh, I learned more about her through that. Um, and I also met her through Downtown Disney, the Wonderground store. So that was really sweet, and she's so kind. Um, but I feel like other events that we put on, such as like the portfolio review event towards the end of the year, uh, that was really helpful, like uh, techni technical and technical aspects of like the portfolio and how to build that. And also the events that we put on with Nickelodeon, I believe it was, and Disney TV uh, kind of gave me more of an understanding of what they require about their culture at their studios and uh, kind of the comparisons and the contrast that come with each working environment. Mm -hmm. Great yeah, I definitely had to agree. And I just want to say that um, I also feel that it's it's super important to hear other artists experience and madison what you said that um when we when we hear artists journeys and we hear their stories and how they came to be it kind of gives us comfort in a way where it's like oh it's okay that i feel discouraged it's okay that i'm feeling these feelings talking with other artists and them seeing our work and giving us advice uh and seeing different representation is also important. And yeah, I just, I, I absolutely agree. And that's like the point of this podcast. I, I was so excited to talk to you guys because I wanted to hear your own unique experiences, your journeys. Um, and that kind of is a dive into my questions I have for both of you as individual artists. And Melinda, I want to start with you. First off, when I first met you, you were so sweet. I will never forget um, how sweet you were when we first met at the drawing meetup. Um, and when I saw your art, the the things I recall were your use of color palettes, um, as well as the different shapes and textures you use in both your backgrounds and your character designs. And what I love about your character designs is that your different age ranges where you work on character designs from old men to little children to dancers and it's all so fun to look at and I kind of want to know what's your process like 
choosing all these colors and shapes and textures into your work? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you. You are so sweet too. And <laughs> I'm so happy we got to connect through PMC. That was such a wonderful and fun sketch social. Um, and yeah, so I just really love to diversify my characters. Um, I'm also learning a lot just doing that because I struggle with uh, expressions and then putting characters into more dynamic poses instead of the front or the side. So still working on that. Um, but like for color and things, I'm always inspired by uh, fashion. I would say things around me. Uh, definitely Mary Blair uh, has a big part to do in that. Um, and I just love to simplify things into shapes that really appeal to me, such as like circles or um, just like fun colors that appeal to children's media because that's what my focus really is. Um, I just want to tell really like conveying an important messages for them, especially in their developmental years. So just putting all the things that I really admire um, and getting inspiration from other artists and media uh, is what I love to do, I would say. No, absolutely. Honestly, I was I was looking at your work and I'm like, I kind of see some Mary Blair in it, but I didn't want to be rude and like ask if she was an inspiration. Um, but I couldn't help but like see that through your work. And uh, as someone who, before pursuing art as a major, I was a child development major. And I absolutely have to agree, um, working with children is so wonderful. And seeing your work, I can tell how much love you have for them. And if, if and when, you make work and you create your children's book, which I am so excited to see. Um, I can definitely say that children will enjoy it. They will Aww, They will be so you. so drawn to your work. I just, I know I it. <laughs> Absolutely. And oh Madison, I'm not forgetting you. Um, this is the first time we're talking, but uh, through Melinda, I've been seeing your work and seeing your, your growth through PMC and just seeing, seeing your art, I was looking through your Instagram and the things I noticed about your work that I find admirable, um, your dynamic movement in your characters and your character poses, especially your, your life drawings are gorgeous. And also your storyboards, what I like about your storyboards is that they, they convey intense emotion and they're very action-packed and I wanted to ask you your process and how you got to that point with your art. Well, well first off, like Melinda said, thank you so much. I very much appreciate that. I really, really, really do. Um, especially just everything you said. Thank you so much. Very humbling. <laughs> um, my process, uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I, I need to get more organized in, in you know, all of that, but I guess, um, it might sound weird, but something I've realized just in my work, I really like getting inspiration from music. Um, I really like listening to like film scores. Mostly the stuff I listen to is, um, what is it? Instrumental or yeah. No, yes. No yes, yes. Yes. Sorry. I just, I love that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. I love, I love especially film scores because they're just filled with such emotion and you can really imagine stories from that. And their songs I'm like oh that would make a cool storyboard let's let's see what that looks like you know and I think that's fun and then I listen to it on repeat while I'm storyboarding and then when I'm done I'm pretty much sick of that song and then move on to the next um but other than that I mean uh I like you know drawing from my own experiences 
one storyboard I have on my portfolio is about these two siblings who fight a lot, who like find the story, and it was based on my little my my sister. She's not that little; she's seventeen. But um, it was based on our arguments we had when I had to move back into the house because of COVID, and we had to we still do have to share a room. We argued so much because it was just a small room for two people. It was not fun. So I, you know, sometimes I storyboard um, just based on an emotion I felt or a lesson I've learned recently. That's something that I took inspiration from a good friend of mine, Amelia Cobb, who's very talented and incredibly funny storyboard artist. And she was saying her process is, you know, like what is something, an emotion she's felt strongly or just a moment that resonated really strongly with her recently and she boards from that. And I think I've, I've taken that as well. And um, it's, been, it's been very useful. Um, but I, I guess just, letting like imagining things and just experiencing life really helps too you get just ideas out of absolutely nowhere you wouldn't expect you know from going to a walk to a park uh to you know like uh, going to the queen mary i go into the queen mary what was it before covid last year in january spent the night there that was such a fun trip and then it gave me this inspiration for telling a story doing a storyboard on a cruise like said in the 1920s and those were a lot of fun i got to listen to a lot of old music, like from Al Boldy and a bunch of other, um, you know, old artists. And I love that. So fun. <laughs> um, but then as part of like the actual process, after like being inspired, you know, I usually like write down a story idea, come up with like characters, uh, write like a description for the characters, their attributes, just so I understand them a whole lot better. And then sometimes I, I should do this more than I, I should do this more than I do right now, but like looking at references for how this character could act like looking up you know characters in movies and scenes like that and seeing how they act and kind of applying those acting performances to the characters i'm creating um and then from there i'm, I'm thumbnailing you know gathering a whole bunch of references i usually make like um albums on my ipad and that just helps you know to have a whole list of things i can quickly uh reference and then from the storyboards i you know just flush those boards out telling them and um, pretty much go from there. And then, uh, oh yeah, pitching a lot to friends as well. Like, especially Amelia, like I was talking about, and then my other friend, Dash Nigerian, who's also very, very talented. Storyboard artist who's amazing at action and just dynamic shots. He's incredible. They're both incredible and very smart. They always know just the right thing, how to change the story to make it better. And they're not afraid to be honest and be like, yeah, this is bad. You know, this doesn't make sense. And I really appreciate that from them. So that's it. Just listening to a lot of music while I work as well. As we mentioned before, um, Melinda, you went to major in illustration while Madison, you went into animation. And I want to ask you what inspired both your um, personal and unique paths. Um, for Melinda, you going into illustration and Madison, you going to animation. What um, kind of inspired you to go go those directions? That's a really good question. Um, I think I've always just loved drawing without consciously even thinking about it. It's just something I've always done. Uh, I remember my sister and I used to have this really cute, uh, small like table and chair that we put in the living room and it had fish on it. Um, and we would just turn on like Caillou and other like cute little shows and we would just draw for hours without even thinking about it. 
Um, yes, that's so cute. <laughs> um, and then, like, uh, in first grade, uh, I used to get a lot of laughs from my drawings because I used to draw people with really huge heads and small bodies, and people were like, oh, we recognize it because you draw watermelon heads. And I was like, yeah, okay, uh, I guess. Um, and then as the years went by, um, especially, like, in fifth grade, um, I just like started doodling all the time, just like in notebooks and things. Um, and then when we used to go to our grandma's house, we used to draw there too. Um, and yeah, I never really thought about it as a career or something that I wanted to pursue. It was just something that I, that's always been a part of me, I guess. Um, so when it was time to apply to college and things, um, I really wanted to go to Art Center in Pasadena. And I was working really hard uh, on the portfolio, but unfortunately their admissions closed down um, sooner than I anticipated, but actually not unfortunately, because that brought me to Cal State Fullerton, which I honestly didn't even remember I applied to until my sister, uh, my twin sister also went there. Um, and she was like, hey, maybe you should check it out too. Uh, so I did. And then the, one of the first people I talked to was Cliff Cramp, uh, who has been just an incredible inspiration to me throughout uh, college. And I got to know him more through uh, PMC as well. Um, and then I met one of the, I think he's retired now, but his name was Larry Johnson. And um, he was just really helpful too in uh, my decision-making. And he was telling uh, me about like all the programs and the classes and the way that he's loved uh, teaching there and like the community at Cal State Fullerton too. Um, so I feel like all of those experiences um, and also like as a kid, I took art classes for fun. Uh, and then in middle school, art was also like, the elective that I chose um, and then in high school there were no there was like no art happening so when I came to college everything was new for me like life drawing uh, and still life paintings and things and it was difficult but um, yeah that was kind of my pathway and journey in a sum I guess. <laughs> Melinda. Um, I would say similar to Melinda it's like my passion to pursue innovation and just art specifically started at a very, very young age. Uh, specifically, I would say it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Those will always be my favorite films. Um, and were definitely when I was very young, when I was about six years old, I loved them. They were just, you know, they were coming out like the, it was like 2006 was when the second movie came out. So I was like six or seven. And I would draw all the pirate characters. I drew like David Jones and his whole crew probably a hundred times. Um, and Jack Sparrow, of course, and all the good guys. And I'd make those little comics with them. And I remember it was this one drawing I made of Davy Jones, my favorite character. And I spent like a good, you know, half hour on it or something like that. And I was working out all the details with every tentacle and every, every barnacle. And I looked at it and was like, this is amazing. I want to be an artist. I can do this. If I can do this, I can do anything. So that was that was the moment that I realized I really wanted to be an artist. And from that moment on, I just like Melinda said, you know, just drawing everywhere, anywhere, wherever I was. It was mostly all pirate drawings at the time, and um, I still love drawing pirates because they're just the absolute best. And um, I can I can also, see that in your profile. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. And then also, I would say, my family, we, we went to Disneyland a lot. And I 
just very thankful for that blessing to have that opportunity. And Disney's obviously very inspirational in my life. And I'm sure, you know, in a lot of people's lives who want to pursue animation and just those stories, uh, you know, these family friendly stories that just speak to what it means to be human, speak to what's most important in life, these relationships we have and, you know, this battle between good and evil and, and these very deep themes in these stories that are very entertaining at the same time. You know, I just have been very influenced by those. And those are always been the stories that I still do dream of telling one day, hopefully. Um, and yeah, Disney's also been an inspiration. And for animation specifically, I remember it was in my freshman year of high school, our high school made us do these career days every once a month where we would do some research on you know possible careers and i knew i wanted to work in animation i just knew i wanted to but i found out about this thing called storyboarding and i was like wow this was this looks so cool and i knew about storyboarding before because you know watching those behind the scenes videos and all that um but i made this whole presentation at the end of the school year it's like i want to be a storyboard artist and i had no idea what went into that but you know when when college came i still had that that passion to do it and i discovered that i absolutely love it it was in chuck's uh chuck Creeves principles of 2d animation where i made my first storyboard it was pirate storyboard of course and i really loved it i had so much fun looking back at it now I, you know it looks very different than what i remembered but i've always wanted to work in animation to tell stories because i think that's that's the best way I can experience and express in life. You know, I've, there's a lot that I've been impressed by. There's a lot of things that have made impressions on me. And I think creating and being a storyboard artist is the way that I have been able to express how I feel about these things, express, you know, the experiences, the traumatic experiences, the great experiences, all of them through life is, you know, I can I can tell that in my own way and show how I see the world. And I think, it's fun. yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. That's it. That's all. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Wow. I, I loved hearing uh, your kind of um, your own experiences again. And like Melinda, you uh, talking about like the, the little fishes on the chair. Am I am I right with that? Did I hear that yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's seeing your work, I can definitely see your art being on like designs on like, um, you know, furniture and bags and all that. It's just so beautiful to look at. And Madison, the pirate thing, <laughs> I love. I can definitely see in your work all the action coming from that and then having, you know, um, the challenges in life that you both have been through. It's just, it's incredible and an honor to get to hear you share that. So thank you. Last question before we go to some rapid fire questions. What are some current projects you're working on? Are you working on anything personal, anything work-based, or are you just kind of taking a break right now? Mm, um, it's mostly just work right now. I need to work on more personal stuff. Um, I've been procrastinating personal stuff. You know, when you have ideas and you just don't do an effort to work on them, I need to do that. So thanks for that reminder. But mostly <laughs> it's just been work right now. Um, I'm currently working as a storyboard revisionist at Netflix on the upcoming Ultraman uh, feature film. And I'm also freelancing on a um, another short film that's 
uh, not been announced. Yeah. Oh, how exciting. <laughs> Thank you. It's a lot of fun. That sounds uh, fun. What about you, Melinda? Yeah, um, I'm kind of in between like taking a break and also doing personal work. Um, just trying as I feel like it, I guess. Um, but also just taking time to look at like other artists' designs and see what I really admire about that and kind of implementing it into my own work. Um, I have a lot of work to do <laughs> on my portfolio and such. Um, but yeah, I'm also thinking about making a children's book. I've always wanted to do that. Um, I have an idea like with little Benjamin, but not a hundred percent sure how to, or like where to start, I guess, or how to write the uh, words for that or what I want, like the message to be. Um, so just working through that and taking some time off while also just brainstorming at the back of my head. Uh, Melinda, I am so so um, happy that you brought that up. Uh, can you, for the audience, uh, talk about little Benjamin real quick? Because I, yeah. I love his design. He's so cute. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so I think I created him, I think it was last year or so, uh, in Cliff's class. Um, I think it was for his portfolio class. And... I was really tired of my designs, which I constantly do. Like I create something, I'm happy with it, and then it grows old within like a month for me. And then I feel upset about it and then move forward. So I was like, you know what? I just want to create something different, um, but also similar to what I always love to do. So I just wanted to create a little adventurous boy who's happy and scared and sees the forest for the first time and kind of takes in all the scenery and the colors um, and kind of navigates life by himself but also like in a daydream aspect uh, where everything's like all really colorful and kind of like in that child's mind, kind of through child's eyes, through their perspective. Um, so yeah, I think it was just, it came from a place that I wanted excitement to and I wanted to look forward to uh, just working on something new and fresh that brought happiness in my life too. That's so wonderful. I'm so happy to hear that. Okay, so we're kind of reaching the end. But before we reach in, I want to ask you guys some rapid fire questions. You just got to give me some quick answers. Uh, if you need more time, that's totally fine. You ready? Ready. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> okay. Okay. First question. Cake or ice cream? Ice cream. Uh, ice cream. Yeah. Beach or forest? Forest. Warm or cool yeah. colors? Warm. Warm. Digital or traditional art? Digital. Traditional? <laughs> I think. <laughs> I do digital, but traditional is fun to look at and appreciate. Yeah, that question's a little bit hard. I had to agree. They're both really fun in their own way. Pool or the ocean? Pool. Yeah, pool. Favorite beverage? Tea. Uh, Shirley Temple. Oh, those are both good. Wait, Melinda, what kind of tea is your favorite? Earl Grey. Ooh, that's pretty good. I like ones with um, like floral, like chamomile. Oh, fairy animal. Deer. Cat. Oh, wait, I, I like milk too. I go back on my answer, milk. <laughs> like regular milk or? 2%. 2%? Oh, Gotta go with the classic 2%. Chocolate. 
Oh, the chocolate. Have Have you ever tried um, chocolate cashew milk? No, that sounds good, though. It tastes like a shake. It's so good. Ooh. I highly recommend. Okay, that's the next thing to do after this. <laughs> okay, uh, I guess I guess we reached the end. I, I ask my guests um, this final question at the end of each episode, and I wanted to ask you guys if there were any people um, in particular who inspire you in your work, doesn't have to be just artists, um, that you would like to give a special shout out to. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people. I think just one person, I I don't know them, but because uh, they're dead, but it's Mark Davis. I really like Mark Davis's work. He's always been a huge inspiration to me, and just his storytelling abilities is absolutely masterful. And uh, surprise, surprise, Mark Davis was the one who designed most of the characters and gags for the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, and that's why I love his work so much. But also, he was one of the you know the nine old men at Disney Animation. And, I really look up to his work. Um, there's a lot of storyboard artists I really like as well. And I follow on Instagram, like uh, Natalie Nurgit. I think that's how you say her last name. Uh, there's others like Ben Mansfield, um, Dan Park, and a whole bunch of others. But some people I know more personally, I would say one of the biggest influencers in my life and mentors is Chuck Greve, who is a professor at Cal State Fullerton. And he was the first person I met at Cal State Fullerton on the tour. And he was the reason why I decided to attend Cal State Fullerton. And ever since he's been just such an amazing mentor and guide in my life. And he's taught me just everything I know. And I've just listened to him and done what he's, you know, tried to do the practices he's done and you know follows assignments and classes and and i've just loved his classes i think i've taken it was uh, i my first class was with, with chuck was uh fall of 2018 and ever since i've taken a class with him ever since every other every semester since because i just absolutely love learning from him um there's another mentor in my life his name's john ashima and he was my mentor at netflix as a story trainee and i just I've, I've learned so so much from him as well and i still do and just he john is so uh precise about logic and details and stories about characters about story structure about visual narrative composition and if i do something wrong he'll let me know because you know he's there to help me grow and i'm just so grateful for him for you know him pointing these things out and because I would not be, you know, I would not know what I know today without him in just his care. You know, he's he's tough, but he cares so, so much. And I really appreciate that. Um, also, uh, Melinda, I absolutely look up to Melinda and just her selflessness and just the way she's led the PMC, but also how she's led her life and um, as just such a servant leader, such a selfless servant leader you know, taking charge, being the first to step on saying, hey, I'm going to do this, but also, you know, working alongside other people and encouraging one another has just been a, a, a true gift uh, to be able to be by your side, Melinda, and, and just see you be who you are. And like I mentioned also, Dash and Amelia, they're two very big inspirations to my life, just the way they 
they live their lives just the way they practice and are constantly inspired and motivated and dedicated to do work but also they're not just all about their work you know they they take good breaks and we have a lot of good fun together which is really wonderful being their friends yeah i would say those are some people that i really look up to i try to emulate in work style and also lifestyle um and also my parents of course I, i'm very grateful for my parents for supporting me in my dream to be an artist uh, i really really appreciate that and yeah shout out to to them as well yeah and i'm not just saying this because you said it to me but uh, definitely madison is a huge inspiration not only by his art because that speaks for itself just like the amount of energy and like you could tell how much time and passion you put into it um like your colors, the stories that you tell through storyboards, I'm like I've told you, I bookmarked your website on my iPad. And I just look at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Mind is definitely blown. Um, and then like when you sent me, like when you were in progress with them too, I always said like, I wish I recorded myself because I was like screaming, like crying, <laughs> laughing. It was like all the emotions, super wonderful. And then you're also just like, such a kind, um, selfless individual as well. And like the way that you led our team as well and just your friendship and your personality are really, really appreciated. And uh, yeah, I'm really thankful to you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> um, and then like other artists that inspire me, Tim Burton for sure. He was like one of the first artists that I knew about as a kid because one of the first films I watched was The Night Movie for Christmas. And I absolutely love it. I love his dark and uh, unique style, um, even though it's very much different than mine. Um, I feel like just his unique voice um, and narratives have really inspired me and opened my eyes to the possibilities of design and like storytelling. And like Beetlejuice is a film that I definitely take inspiration from and love. Um, and then uh, like Guillermo Real or Willy Real, he's a really huge inspiration. Again, not only because of his art, but uh, because he's so selfless and kind as well. Um, and we were lucky to have him as a speaker for PMC and Chris Sazaki. Uh, again, Mary Blair, Mark Davis, for sure, Madison as well. Uh, we both, I think, have that book um, of like the two volumes of his work, and it's really inspirational. Um, yeah, just so many artists. Uh, of different styles and different realms of animation and illustration. Um, and then, of course, all of my really great friends and classmates who I had the honor of working aside at Cal State Fullerton. Um, I'm just really lucky to see them uh, follow their dreams and actually make their goals become realities. Um, and just the way that they persist, no matter what obstacles come through. Um, yeah, I think that just really makes me love what I do and it, I don't know, makes life so much sweeter. All right. Last thing, you guys, um, where can we find your work? Um, I'm on Instagram at art.bymelinda. And then I have a portfolio. It's kind of long, but vintagemelinda13.myportfolio.com. <laughs> and then Madison, you can go ahead. Yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram and, and the username is art of Madison Dunn. And then my website is artofmadisondunn.weebly.com. So it's a little long as well, but it's free. So that's, that's the benefit. That's it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you.
again, Madison and Melinda for joining me on this episode. It was such an honor getting to talk with them and getting to know them a little bit better. Um, as for the Instagram shoutouts, I do have a list that they sent me of some Instagram handles you guys can go and check out. For the first artist Instagram handle, we have Chuck Grieve, uh, spelled C-H-U-C-K underscore G-R-I-E-B, find on Instagram. Our second artist, we have John Aoshima, uh, spelled J-O-H-N-A-O-S-H-I-M-A, one word you can find on Instagram. Our next artist we have, I apologize for my mispronunciation, um, Dash Najarian. Uh, Instagram handle is Art Dashes, spelled A R T D A S H E S. And for our final artist, we have Amelia Cobb. Uh, Instagram handle is Cobbmelia, spelled C O B B A M E L I A. Again, thank you so much for joining and listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed talking with these artists. And I will see you around the next episode.